Good day, everyone. Good day, good, good day, good day. Welcome again back to Sunday with Eve. My name is Andrea Baker, and I am here to host and to interview the fabulous Nicole Bathnight. Now, one thing about Nicole is she's a very nurturing, intuitive, confident, opinionated, lovely, and energetic woman. Oh, my so today, goodness. We need to have you walk around in front of me when I walk through the door. Yes. Okay. <laughs> so yes. with that, all of those things that define her, she is also a veteran in our fine United States Air Force. So with that being said, I would like Miss Nicole to tell us a little something about herself. And we will begin with this interview. Okay, great. Thank you for that wonderful introduction again. So yes, my name is Nicole Bassnight. Um, born and raised in New York City, as Andrea said. Um, I am an Air Force veteran. I was in the Air Force for 26 years. I am a proud mother of a handsome young man, handsome 24-year-old, who is currently doing prerequisites for graduate school. He graduated from college last December, um, very proud moment. Um, I am a daughter to Horace and Audrey Brown. I have three siblings, two brothers, many cousins, aunts and uncles. Um, and that's, that's a little bit about me. I mean, I reside in San Antonio, Texas. I am a substitute teacher. I love to travel. That's my thing right now. I am trying my hand in little things here and there. You know, that retired life gives you the ability just to try different things and, you know, just to enjoy a little bit. And that's about it for me. Okay. You gave us the whole breakdown, TT and all of them. Okay. Yes. Now. Yes. TT. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, since we both are aware of, of what Eve Destiny stands for, Right. Today, yeah. I would like for you to share the Eve journey that you feel passionate and willing to share with myself and the listeners. Okay. And I'm not sure if you encountered this. Um, when I was in the military, I was married for about 12 years. And one of the things that I disliked is, and I don't, I'm not quite sure if it happens in the civilian world, but what I dislike is that we both came in the military around the same time, um, you know, achieving things on our own. It's not like it was a joint affair, you know, he had his career and I had mine. But yet when I got married, it was almost like, um, it's almost like you lose who you are and you become their wife, right? So I was never, you know, my own sergeant. I was sergeant so-and-so's wife. And in the beginning, I thought it was cute, but as, as you go on, um, it's not anymore because, you know, you achieve the things that you achieve on your own. Um, and when I was thinking about this question, I wanted to talk about that. But then I had a, I had a I had a conversation with someone about the hearings. Remember, we you and I were talking about the hearings and you, you made a correlation with your life. Well, in the thought process of what we were talking about. I asked him a question. I said, hey, do you think that this Judge Brown Jackson was um, treated differently than her Caucasian counterpart? 
And he told okay. me no. And I got infuriated. And then I was like, why am I so mad? And I had to think about it. And the journey that I've had up to this point with, with the male counterparts and how dismissive uh, people can be. And I was trying to explain to him that I was triggered by what she encountered because I, I've been in those rooms. And he said that a lot of that is what we create. And I, and I had to sit back and I'm like, man, I'm gonna have to end this conversation because it's gonna go awry. And I think that's really been my journey is fighting for my voice in rooms that I'm not supposed to be in. And understanding that I had to learn to um, adjust when I first came to military, you know, there's, I didn't have any mentors that kind of taught me to put a filter on how to conduct myself. I mean, I, I'm not going to lie. I came in from New York City with a lot of attitude. And, and I kind of told you how I felt with a lot of word enhancers. Well, you mm -hmm. <laughs> a lot mm -hmm. of word enhancers. Um, okay. but, but I quickly learned that you can't do that, you know, if you want to be successful. And, um, and what I found through those 26 years is, is my voice, not allowing people to drown my voice, you know, whether it's in marriage, whether it's uh, uh, me being in an office full of everyone else. And I found myself in a lot of rooms with male counterparts where my voice was trying to be drowned. And even when I was talking to this gentleman about a simple conversation about Judge Brown Jackson, um, he did not want to talk about her resume and I just didn't understand why. And, and it, just, it just sparked the, the thoughts in my mind and my journey how I had to fight, you know, to, to show people that I was there. And Andre, I must admit when I retired, I didn't realize why I was tired. I knew I was tired mentally and emotionally, but when I had time to sit back, it's because I felt like I've been fighting for 26 years to belong to an institution that claims that it has equal opportunity. I mean, they have it on the walls, you know, you know, we will not discriminate against sex, gender, race, all these things. Exactly. But yes. it still exists. And, and I believe that's why I'm tired. You know, that's why I was tired. I'm not tired anymore. I, I've enjoyed the retired life. But, you know, I mean, this person I was talking to was nitpicking things that he disagreed with as opposed to saying, look, this woman is about to make history. History. There has been a hundred plus judges, um, Supreme Court justices, and she is about to be the first black woman. I don't even know why we're still saying first, to be very honest, but in 2022, we're still saying first. And for whatever reason, in my mind, I kept thinking, I said, well, maybe he feels inferior. You know what I mean? In his mind. And, and I wonder if that's the case, but Andre, I have to tell you, I think that was my journey. My journey was trying to find my voice where I shouldn't have, when I shouldn't have to. If you say it's equal, well, why did I have to fight so long? You know, so that, that was my journey. And then, wow. um, yeah, and, and, and with that, there comes a point, and I'm sure, you know, you being over 20 plus years as well, there comes a point in your career where you like, is this worth it? You know, I think it hits about the, the eighth, eight to 10 year mark, is it worth doing it? And what I realized is um, it was 
when people start coming up into me and asking me how I did it and um and and how and how did you balance um your career and in being a mother and being a wife at the time but maintaining who you are so I think that's been my Eve's journey just just trying to maintain my voice and, and my identity through through a world that was so male dominated and and didn't want and didn't and didn't give room you know it's like I had to it's like being in a crowd and you know elbowing people out the way saying you know I'm supposed to be here just like you so that that's been my Eve's journey oh it's kind of like feeling like you need to constantly justify your resume justify that I am here and then on top of that don't be dual military military to Mm. military because now you may have problems in the home front if you right. make promotion before him. Now right. we deal with another issue because right. now what's done at work is now brought into the home front. Ding, so, ding, 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 you know, ding. So I'm going to tell you, yes, yes. That's a challenge for a lot of dual military um, individuals. Um, as far as the conversation with the gentleman you had, chances are when people cannot articulate the obvious, then they may be uneducated on the topic. Right, because right. just because individual well-read does not mean they're well-read on that particular topic. Right, A lot right, of people right. are not, um, you know, sitting on and, and reading like, okay, the statistics on, on how many Supreme Court justices have, have, have been in. And this, some people are just, they don't know. And before admitting that they don't know, they could potentially kind of marginalize or, 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 or belittle this thing that is like, how dare you? I mean, are you not alive? So right, you, right. Gotta, you, can't, you, can't, you can't try not to take it to heart in but that it's almost conversation. Like, it's almost like obvious, Andrea, because so, yes. you know, sometimes when I have conversations like that, you know, a heated conversation, I, I do allow myself some time to sit back and, you know, to, to, go inward, um, think about what I said, you know, make sure I check myself, you know, make sure I didn't say anything mm-hmm. that I shouldn't have said. That's just how I am. And then not even 24 hours, <laughs> you won't believe this, not even 24 hours, this same gentleman, I don't know where he dug the article from, where he wanted to show me something negative about this woman. And I said, you went to try to dig in some archive. And I'm looking at who wrote the article and there's no one uh, of a source that I can even bring to anyone. It wasn't like the Washington Post or a political analyst. It was somebody stating their opinion and another person repeating that opinion just to show me that this person is not worthy. And I'm like, wow, the audacity to go that far just to prove this woman. And I'm thinking, how many people went out of their way to, to ensure that I couldn't be in the rooms that I forced myself to be in? Exactly. That's what I thought. And there, and believe it or not, they're going to be more than you mm-hmm. would ever know. They're going to be the ones that are smiling in your face and in the same breath, finding ways to character assassinate you. It happens. Yes. Yes. And then what happened is before you can get settled into that new job, 
individuals have already developed an opinion of you without mm-hmm. knowing you from my can of paint. And right. then now you find yourself having to work triple hard, 10 times right. as hard, just right. to get the half of respect as the individual who's just taking the easy way out and not doing their job. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. And that's been my no frustration is justified. It's, mm-hmm. it's justified. It's justified. Thank and you. it's not for everyone to understand. That's another mm-hmm. thing because some people are just not going to get it. And you got some people who don't know because they just don't know. Right. They don't know because they don't know, you know? Right. So um, I definitely am feeling with you 100% with that. Now, knowing that that has been your, 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 your journey, that challenge, you know, mm-hmm. how did you find that particular Eve necessary for your destiny to the woman you are today? Because you're fierce. Because I done went through it. I took each lesbian name and gave it adjectives, honey, and they all fit you. Okay? Did you now? Did you? Yes, I did. Yes. <laughs> you, you are so sweet. You know, like I said, I need to, I just need to record you. You know, when I'm not having those good Eve days, I need to just push play. And I'll be like, yes, <laughs> my, I've got my positive affirmations for the day. Um, I didn't know it. I didn't know it when I first came in the military and struggled to find my identity with not only being in the military, but being a wife. Um, you know, there are a lot of things that I, that I look back and I'm like, man, why did I say that? Why did I do that? But I think as many bumps and bruises that I, I've gotten along the way to learn how to maneuver and, and still be successful, it sh- I struggled. But I believe I went through those things so I can mentor those behind me because I didn't have it. And mm-hmm. I had the opportunity while in the military to be an instructor. And it was a blessing. Something I always wanted to do was teach. And I was a young, I was a young NCO um, at the time. And when I found that some of the things oh, that I that's, imparted, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, before you go any further, an NCO is a non-commissioned officer for those yes. listeners who do not know what yes. it is. <laughs> yes. So, so, so what I did was for the civilian counterparts, what I did was teach our first line supervisor. So if you were a new supervisor, um, we didn't just throw you out there and said, you know, have 10 people to supervise. We put you in a class and taught you the basics of how to be a good supervisor. We gave you some guidelines to work with. And so I would I had the, the honor and privilege of being an instructor to some newly minted supervisors. And um, what I found, Andrea, is that the things that I imparted, my wisdom, didn't know it was wisdom at the time, the things I imparted, my experiences that I that I coupled with the stuff that I had to teach, they were repeated in other arenas. And you go, and I, w- I would go to seminars, I would go to gatherings, and I would have people come up to me and say, hey, you know, you changed the life of my subordinate because you said X, Y, and Z. And, you know, I didn't go and pat myself on the back. I was like, man, words are powerful. All I'm in there is just talking. And what I realized is that I'm supposed to be doing that. You know what I mean? Um, I'm supposed Mm -hmm. to be here. I'm supposed to share these experiences in hopes that no one else feels as lost as I did trying to find my voice. And I believe the things I went through um, allowed me to do that. And even today, you know, 
even today, you know, imparting that wisdom on young ladies, um, I still have people reach out to me and said, hey, you know, now I'm a supervisor, you know, now I'm at the senior tier. How did you do it? How did you maneuver not just being a supervisor, but being in these met in these uh, meetings and it's so political, how did you not lose yourself and me sit down and, and explain how I did that? And I believe that's what my journey was about, was, was for me to, to go back and pull those behind me up. And, and I think that's what it's supposed to be for me today. I mean, I salute you, sister, that, that in spite of it all, you didn't let that defeat you. You know, you didn't yeah, let that, yeah. you didn't throw down a town and say, you know what, I'm getting out. Because a lot of people do that. It's I can't take it no more. And they just yeah, get out. Yeah. I was like, no, I'm going to get my, my I'm going to get my 50 percenter like everyone else. <laughs> and, um, and what you're not going to do is, no, you, we, no yeah, you're yeah. not going to do that. And you have to hold right. people accountable. Right. Hold them accountable. Right, right. So we're going to take a shift from the seriousness oh, and do something okay. a little fun. Okay. Now, if that Eve was a movie or song, what would it be and why? If you had to find a movie or a song, what would it be and why? <laughs> I did tell you I was from New York, right? Hey, you know, <laughs> hey, I, look, I'm from Georgia, but I got love okay. for the NYC. So, 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 so my song, there's a reason why I say that, um, uh, my my song of choice would be Empire State of Mind um, by Alicia Keys and Jay-Z. That would so be my song. Yeah. Oh, yes, that, that's a yes. jam. I'm going to play that when we get done. Girl, yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, yes, darling. I'm going to pull up the lyrics so you can see. Um, if you listen to the words, if you listen to um, I came from a concrete jungle where dreams are made of, you know, nothing there's nothing you can't do you know when when you're from there and and i feel like those words as many others that's in the song um it set the foundation now i'll be honest you know i had southern parents so i i, I had the wisdom of that but to grow up not the new york today the new york today is probably a little bit more ritzier you know because i grew up in manhattan and when people come to new york they're like oh it's all fancy but back when I grew up, you know, 80s and 90s, it was the graffiti on the walls. It was the drug epidemic. It was the AIDS epidemic. Um, people were, were snatching kids off the streets. It was the Central Park Five. Like I was the same age as, like I, like I recall all of that. And um, I recall the crooked cops, I, all these things. And then to make it through school, you know, without being pregnant and not being on drugs and all these, I made it out, right? And then I right. come into this military and there's no doubt in my mind that me growing up with those Southern parents and in that city, um, I made it through that. There's no way that I could make it in the United States Air Force. You understand what I'm saying? There, there's nothing. All the things that I saw, you know what I mean? I mean, I I mean, I've been to a couple of funerals, probably more than most people went in their lives, you know, before I was even 16, you know? So, mm -hmm. you know, I've seen some things, you know? And out of all of that, it built me. It built me to be the strong woman. Now, I admit that I had to mature when I came in. I had to learn a filter because, you know, if you ever been to New York, you know, we're not walking around saying, hey, girl, hey, 
you know, we, we, we looking at you like, why are you talking with some word enhancers in there? You know, like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> so I was wrong when I came in New York, but I, I, I was blessed with some people along the way to, you know, help mold me to, okay, Nicole, you're not in New York, you know, there's other people. Um, but, but that song, if you listen to the words, it sets the stage of who I am as, as a, as a woman. Actually, I can, yeah, I can see that. That's what's up. Okay. Now, because you've kind of already shared this, you know, having, you know, you've had the, the best of both worlds, having, you know, that, that Southern influence and being in the North, um, mm -hmm. you know, how with all that's been, you know, all that we've talked about thus far, you know, how would you direct your younger Eve? What would you tell your younger Eve? That's a good question. Um, if I could talk to my younger Eve, I would tell her to be slow to move and give okay. yourself grace. I think, and I'm pretty sure most young people, um, you know, we want things to happen right away, but true success, what you determine success and success doesn't necessarily need to be money or the epitome of a occupation, what you consider success, you know, it, it's, it's a work in progress, you know, um, and giving yourself grace. Like if, if you make mistakes, you know, you're going to be just fine. It's not the end of the world. You know, um, I struggled with that, you know, wanted to be on top all the time, you know, being competitive all the time. And now that I'm retired, you're like, man, you did all that competitiveness. And now you got the military and all you got is the ribbons on the wall. You know what I mean? Like you work, <laughs> you know, you, you, you go through all these things, you know, give yourself grace. It's okay. You know, you're not going to know all things all the time. And, and be patient, you know, everything's not going to count. You're not going to know everything. You just, yes. just not, that, that comes with, that comes with time. So um, yeah, grace and patience. That's what I would, would tell her. Wow. And we definitely need that now with all that's happening in the world. Right. How have you navigated through the pandemic knowing the uncertainties of what tomorrow brings? Hmm. Well, I will tell you, I'm probably one of the people that like the mask. A lot of people don't like the mask because I'm an introvert and that stops me from talking to a whole lot of people. <laughs> <laughs> so I wish we could wear a mask forever. <laughs> I don't have to do small talk, but um, seriously, while the pandemic brought you know, I, I, I want to start off by, by saying, you know, a lot of people lost their lives during the pandemic, you know, whether it was miseducation, not being able to, you know, a lot of underlying health, we, we lost a lot of people and, um, and, and very disheartening, you know, um, but it also gave you time or gave me time to sit back and slow down, um, just retired. I had all these things that I wanted to do. And I felt like while, you know, we can sit back and say scientifically, you know, this could be prevented and that could be prevented, but I believe in a higher power and I believe God wanted us to sit still for a while and, 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 and appreciate one another, 
you know, you listen to all these stories that said, man, I haven't talked to my spouse in a long time. And y'all live with each other, you know, <laughs> and, 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 and you, and you forgot how to have a conversation with me and my son, you meet him and I were uh, separated for a couple of years and he had some struggles and I had some struggles. And for me and him, I felt like it was a healing process for both of us. You know, we, we, we already had a close bond, but now you got to get even closer, you know, um, we in there cooking and he in there cooking and, you know, um, just slowing down, enjoying music. And oh, by the way, you don't have anything else to do, but get on the phone and connect with all those relatives and, and, and friends that you have. And you say, I'm going, I'm going to do it later. I'm going to do it later. And then you realize as you keep looking at the news and keep seeing people dying, you like, you may not have that time. So I spent a lot mm -hmm. of my time connecting with, with friends that I said, I wouldn't, I, you know, I'm going to call them one day. I, I made it that day, whatever that day it was on my mind. I did it on that day. Um, you know, connecting to reconnecting to family members, as you know, child in, you know, 20 plus years, you know, you don't have those connections that you wish you had. And so that's, I, I spent my time solidifying those um, during the pandemic. Uh, what is the second year? Um, my dad passed, not because of um, COVID, because of natural causes. And, and, and I, I'm thankful that during the pandemic, him and I talked so much shared so many things. So it just allowed me to slow down and appreciate life. Um, and now that the pandemic's not over, but you know, we're slowly, you know, moving around again, but I see life through a different lens now. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. I'm appreciating everything. Every time I get up in the morning, I, I, I get up with a sense of gratitude on my heart. Like, God, thank you for waking me up another day, you know, to, 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 to do something better than I did yesterday. So that's what, that's what that did for me. Oh, definitely. Um, so many lives, senseless loss. Um, but as I told you, when we spoke um, last week, it was definitely a blessing in disguise. Cause like you said, it forces you to sit down. It forces you to reevaluate re your life. Right. And I saw so many divorce cases. Yeah. Like, what? Well, because it's like, because it's like two shifts passing in the night, right? You got your job. I got my job. We got kids. We, and, 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 and it became a mind. But, but there was no connecting. Yes. People were literally just getting annoyed with their spouses as well as their children. Right. Like, when are they going to open the schools up? They got to go right to school. They're eating up everything. Yeah, okay. They was um, time for kids. <laughs> If I knew algebra, I'd teach it myself. Now you got me here trying to learn algebra. What? <laughs> so definitely. Oh, that I got uh, to wake him up in the morning to sit in front of a screen. Come on. <laughs> well, we are coming to the end of this amazing uh, dialogue that we're having today. Now, I know you have some pearls of wisdom. I know you have something for the masses to hear. What final things do you have for all of our listeners? So there is something that I always started my speeches with when I was in the military, something that I have learned to live with in my personal life. 
um, is, and I say it to myself, too much is given, much is required. Um, with all the things that I've been given, um, and when I tell you that I get up with a sense of gratitude, you know, um, simple things like people are complaining, you know, they go to the gas station and they complain because the gas prices are, are high. I think differently. I thank God that I have the ability to pay for that gas to be in my car so I can keep going. Mm -hmm. Amen. You know, um, I thank God that I have food in the refrigerator. I thank God that I still have another parent. You know, there are people that don't have both their parents. I'm still, you know, loving on the parent I have, you know, um, enjoying seeing my son, the process of my son as he becomes a man in his own right. Um, too much is given. I've been given all these things. And then in my spare time, which I got a lot of, I do a lot of community work, you know, with all this that I have, you're supposed to give back. And I'm still doing that. Mm -hmm. You know, I know a lot of people in the military because it's required, but I was brought up like that with my parents to, to, you know, they had us in Harlem serving, serving the homeless um, people. So I've been doing that a long time. So I'm doing that now, you know, a lot of mentoring of young ladies through my sorority, anybody wants me to speak at a function, anything you ask of me that I can do, I'm a dude because much is given as much as required. And, and, and that's how I live my life. And I think that's how wow. everyone lives, in my opinion. Girls, I could sum up in one word, gratitude. Gratitude, gratitude, gratitude. gratitude. Well, again, we had the amazing Miss Nicole Bath Knight with us on Sundays with Eve. And listeners, just remember, Tomorrow's not promise. Remember gratitude. Remember kindness. These are the things that we need more in our world. Okay, we have enough hatred, we have enough backbiting, but we need to put, push more of that out. So until the next time, remember, ladies, keep them crowns straight. And if you see a sister and her crown is slightly tilted on one side, just walk up to her gently and fix it. At the end of the day. We are all here. We all on the same team and we all got to look out for each other. So again, thank you. I'm your host, Andrea Baker here with the co-host when I'm in my absence, Miss Nicole Bath Knight doing the most yes. and the greatest things. Thank and so um, we, we are going to make this day do our part as best we can. Yes, we are retirees, but we will find time to carve out time for this. But um, yes. in any event, Thank you all. Many blessings. And until next time, have a blessed day. Have a blessed day.